everyone, welcome to Diving Into Deep Waters. I'm your host, Erin Rowling, and back by popular demand, people, we have Paul Rowling. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Joy- can, you be- can you believe it? I'm back again. <laughs> He's like, I'm waiting till I get kicked off. There's going to be a point where I do not get invited yeah, back. I hope I don't ruin it and this is it. <laughs> but. No, he actually, we had done a poll about um, people's favorite podcasts and the ones with you were some of, a lot of people picked those. Oh, I appreciate that. I'm glad to be back. But I was like, it's not your podcast, so. <laughs> I won't get too comfortable. Don't, yeah, don't get I'm too comfortable. I'm just a guest. Some people were like, why not, Aaron? But no, he's not, he's invited. He's I'm happy guest. to be a guest. He's a guest. But, um, so getting into what this podcast is about, um, I had been following a I don't know if it was like a TikTok kind of thing, but it's like Amazon finds, which I always find interesting because people, you can find some interesting things, things you never thought you needed in your life that you probably don't need in your life, but you want in your life. (laughs) But anyways, one of the things that I saw on there was this game um, called the Love Languages Game. And it's basically... Uh, these conversation cards that are to be used in your marriage or your relationship. Honestly, a lot of them could be in a friendship or any kind of relationship. And it's kind of broken up into categories. It's like the individual, the couple, the family, um, past and future, and sex and intimacy. So I had the idea of having a podcast basically highlighting each topic and thought, who better to join me since we're in a relationship? I'd say we are. Yeah, 20, 24 years now. 24 years. We're going a strong. whole year more than we were. Yeah. We were 23 years the last time you joined me on my podcast. Oh, okay. Now we're 24. That's good math. <laughs> wow, look at me. I can uh, count. <laughs> she stuck with me 24 years. Yeah, 24 years. So, um, and we kind of had planned actually to do this a while ago, several months ago. We, I had it, you know, planned out when he was going to join me and you know how life is. It gets crazy. Things come up and, um, you may know this or not, probably many of you don't know this. Um, but Paul does taxes on the side. He's full-time pastor of our church, but he also uh, does taxes on the side with his dad. And this year has, yeah, this year has been a little more difficult. <laughs> presented much more challenging. Well, my, my dad is—he's uh, going to be 83 here in a couple weeks, actually, about to have a birthday. All right. And uh, let's just say something's happened in the last year where we're starting to see the beginning stages of some dementia, and that's not a great thing when you're trying to do people's tax return and there's a lot of new changes in the tax laws. And my poor dad, you know, he's trying to keep up, but I'm getting calls left and right from his clients. I think your dad had made a mistake. And so it was kind of an overwhelming few months there. And my, my dad's kind of comical, you know, because people would call him and say, Jim, I think you, you did my tax return wrong. You know, there's this and there's that. And my dad would just simply say, ah, just, just enjoy life. <laughs> what do you got <laughs> like, to worry about? I, was like, just... I think they want to hear a little more than that. Like, well, I can fix it maybe would be a better answer, but... Uh, <laughs> Let me fix that for Just you. Just relax. Just go take a vacation. You're fine. That's what dementia sounds like. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it's been a little challenging. Yeah. He, and, and, and I think like a lot of people, you know, 
I don't know. You don't really prepare yourself for your parents aging. Yeah. I, it's it's kind of can be very difficult. Sneaks up on you. Yeah, it does. It seems like all of a sudden, like things that his dad has done for years, he would forget he does. Mm. And um, yeah. simple things to us are not simple things to him. Like he can remember all these tax things, but he can't remember his password. Yeah, nothing new. Nothing or, new. Yeah, can he nothing new is yeah. yeah is difficult, and so. And it was a year of new cha- challenges or new changes for taxes, and so none of that would stick with him no, from day to day. No, so yeah. it's so basically all that to say. Number one, if your parent is aging, we yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. it's hard to well, it's hard to see your parent, you know, get older. And he it, doesn't live around the corner either. He's an hour away, so yeah. having to go out there often. Yeah, you know, uh, just took a lot of time. But we, so we were going to do this and then Paul said like, hey, can we hold off on doing podcasts? That was just not another thing you needed <laughs> on your plate. Yeah. So we decided to hold off, but tax season is over. We, we are survived. Here. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and um, so I said, hey, are you ready now? He said, yes. So that's what we're going to dive into today. And I thought it was interesting actually on this box of cards, um, it had this thing inside of it that said um, human connection in the digital age and whether it says whether you just started dating or have been married for 20 years the love languages have been specifically designed to create powerful and fun conversation with the people you love and I think more than ever we struggle to connect Hmm. um, because of the era that we live in you know we I'll see teenagers sitting in a circle, and they're face-to-face, but they'll text each other. Right, no, it drives me nuts, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, and it, it's like we're totally losing the whole face-to-face and, like, investment um, and conversation. And this age, digital age is, has a lot of pluses, a lot of great things, but I think it can also strip us of that the conversations that we should be having face to face cuz this is another thing you cannot um depict sometimes what someone's saying mm. there's no feeling there there's no i mean we try to use emojis right you know to be like hey i'm happy i'm not mad at you right now but you just it, there's nothing like hearing someone's voice yes. and and their heart like that's what i hate about i'm so frustrated with facebook cuz someone will post something and it's this one line or this one article and it's like, it's not enough to say like how you really feel about that or everything else that's encompassed in that conversation. And then everyone gets mad and like puts their feelings out there. And when you can't hear somebody's tone or inflection in their voice, you know, you miss so much. You just, you, you, you're left to interpret it the way you're hearing it in your head and oftentimes not the way somebody is saying it. You know, that's what technology does. It, uh, it, it causes a distorted view of what somebody's really trying to say, I think. Yeah. And so I think in our, we have to go after even more so than we ever have before. And especially what's worth investing in is our relationships, yes. whether that's with your kids or, you know, your spouse or your significant other, whatever that looks like you know, we need to go after it. And so that's kind of what these podcasts, we're going to take each each uh, topic and kind of give you some things to talk about and we'll share mm-hmm. share our feelings they're not going to be like these do- well maybe they will get related who knows <laughs> we'll see what happens but 
because it's interesting. So we've been married 24 years and we went out for anniversary to a really nice dinner. We had like an hour drive out there, a four course meal. Good it was stuff. good. Good, it was stuff. good food. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, then we had an hour drive home. And so we didn't have our phones out. We just had good conversation and even after 24 years there's stuff well we were stuff kind of to learn yeah we were talking about our 25th anniversary like what did we want to do and what was like kind of like looking into it and saying do you like the beach do you like cold like you know feeling it out and in the midst of us talking about that kind of came up um paul shared something with me about before we got married can yeah. i share that real quick yeah so it was like the week before our wedding, and uh, it was just this weird thought hit me. I'm, I'm walking around my little mobile home there, and everything I'm looking at, you know, like, for example, I looked at a suit hanging in the closet, and I thought to myself, you know, the next time I wear that suit, I'll be wearing it as a married man. Hmm. And everything I looked at, I thought, wow, in a few days, I'm going to experience that as a married guy now instead of a single guy. I was so looking forward to this next phase of life. It wasn't like a dread. It was the opposite. It's like, wow everything's going to be better now because I'm going to do it as a married guy. Hmm. And I just remember that hitting me uh, right before our, our wedding. It was just like a, a really cool thought. Yeah, and I he never had shared that with me. And yeah. so we're sitting there. And see, this is the power of connection and conversation because hmm. when he shared that with me, I felt so connected to him. And I honestly, I felt... Like I was more in love with you than I was the minute before you shared that because it just connected us. I'll try to come up with more things <laughs> like that. <laughs> just random things. <laughs> I didn't know that you were more in love. See, I'm learning right now. You were more in love the minute well, later. Well, it, it just made me feel like, I don't know, like he had thought about us getting married mm. and you had you were thinking about it. You were excited about it. I think when you're getting married, you're kind of just like so entrenched in what's happening yeah and yeah. there's so much going on and and that was something took 24 years hmm. to hear that little detail and but it was special it was it was special to know that yeah. you had felt like that yeah and so I sure did um and and not only that um actually before we started even talking through this podcast paul shared something with me that i think is really foundational before we go into questions um you you said even before I even asked you one question, you said you know um, I feel more safe with you yeah. after twenty four years. Well, and you'd have to understand where Aaron and I came from. Uh, we met at a church that, and I'll be gracious because there was a lot of good that came out of that church too. But we met at a church that was I would what I would call very legalistic, mm. and it was it was an environment where it was really hard to ever be real. Because, I mean, there was so, you know, so much, you just, you had to put on this persona, like, man, you were just perfect. And people were afraid to share their struggles and sins because there was just this atmosphere of, you know, it wasn't a very gracious, it was more judgmental, if I can be real honest. And, and so, and even having been in a church like that for years, especially Aaron, Aaron had been at that church much longer than me, there was this just expectation that, you know, mm -hmm. you just, you just were perfect, you know, you didn't, yeah. you didn't have a lot of sin issues. And, and so I remember when we first got married, I, there was this feeling of like, man, I wish I could tell her some of the things I'm battling or struggling with, but I don't know how she'll handle it or how she'll look at me, you know? And, and then fast forward 24 years later, I'm just so real with her and vice versa that I feel safe. I feel like 
I can be myself. If I'm struggling with something, I don't worry about her looking at me differently. I mean, there's just such an acceptance of each other. And it's just something we didn't have 24 years ago, you know, it's just something we had to grow into. And I think, and I think what's, what kind of came out when you shared that, it just made me realize that this podcast of creating communication is so important because you can't get to a safe place with someone unless you communicate, mm. unless you talk, yeah. unless you can hear that person's heart and feel what they're feeling. There's, there's times, you know, when you're the most raw, um, I think is maybe I'm more raw because I'm a woman, you know, specifically like that's more normal for women to be raw. But I feel like whenever you're raw with me, like with a feeling like I'm feeling emotional or I'm feeling this, like I feel so much more connected to you. Mm. But that's built through like trusting each other, yeah. obviously with those emotions, but you'll never get there. Right. You know, like, how do you have a good friendship? You have it because you've invested, you yeah. communicate, you, you know, there's some people it's like, okay, they're, they're an acquaintance. And then you have friends right. who like know Com the they're ins comrades. and outs. They're, yeah. they're, 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 they're with you. Good times, bad but times. It's it, but it's been built up. You've yeah. had conversations. doesn't happen you've overnight. Had, no. And so, um, the questions we're going to ask, some of them are a little silly maybe or whatever, but we just thought we're just going to kind of go through some different things and you answer them for yourself or write them down and go on a date and yeah. <laughs> ask the, the questions or get together with a friend for coffee. Ask the questions instead of just, let's be intentional. Hmm. Let's, let's be more intentional with... Um, Maybe ask him some questions. Get the game. Ask the questions. Or listen to this podcast. Write them down. <laughs> so we're going to start with question one. Um, and and just remember, when you do this with someone, whether it's your friend or your spouse or whatever, put your phones away and, and conversate. Like, yes. look at each other. Yeah. You know, like... Invest in it. Invest. Go for a walk. Have, you know? Have fun with it, too. Yeah. So here we go. All right. Are you ready for them? I'm ready. Okay. Question one. Here we go. What advice would you give your younger self? <laughs> <laughs> what advice would I give my younger self? Well, first, I think I would say, hey, uh, don't don't get too connected or attached to your hair because <laughs> that's going somewhere. When I when I was not uh, everybody's hair goes. No, somewhere. no, this is this is my unique story. Yeah, I have a nice shaved head these days, but. When I was uh, in my teenage years, man, my, my hair was everything. I was a rock star wannabe in my teen years. You know, it was the 80s, a guitar player, so I was rocking out. And, uh, yeah, I was a rock star wannabe for sure. As a matter of fact, fun fact, uh, I played football in junior high. I was pretty good, actually. I was a linebacker, but I did not play in high school. Why didn't I play in high school? Because the requirement at Stevenson High School in Sterling Heights, Michigan, was if you were going to play football, you had to have short hair. And I wasn't willing to cut my mm. hair. And now fast forward, <laughs> as I'm 49 years old. Didn't have to. Not a hair in sight on my head. I, that'd be one of them. But at, <laughs> in all seriousness, though, uh, as far as what advice would I give my younger self would be, uh, man, don't care so much what other people think. Mm. You know what I mean? Just don't. I, I really cared a lot about what people thought of me. And it really shaped a lot of what I did in my younger years. I wanted to be accepted. I wanted people to think I was cool. 
And, uh, you know, that, that whole fear of man thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I could say to myself, say, I would say, Paul, come on, man, stop caring so much what everybody thinks. Be who you are, you know, be real to who you are and who God made you to be. And I'm so free in that now, but it took years. And uh, boy, if, if I could have communicated that to myself when I was young, that would have been a, that would have been a great truth that I would have needed to hear for sure. Yeah, I I think most people could probably resonate with that. I think for me it was it I did a podcast um, a long time ago, and it was uh, dear younger self. Like basically, what would I tell my younger self? And I definitely think one of the big things that if I could go back or write a letter to that you know person, and I tell young people today is be yourself, mm. be be your authentic self we spend so much time um trying to be somebody else you know and and sometimes it's just like wow that person is really good at that and number one we don't take in if, into account what they had to do to get good at that mm. i mean some people are naturally good at things but a lot of things even like you with your guitar playing like you've invested hours you didn't just pick up the guitar and like you know like play that's one of the songs i wrote that she just did i hope you like that that's it nailed it we <laughs> we're we're debuting it right here i hope y'all liked it it's 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 nameless at this point it's very short too that's a short. second and a half i think two seconds maybe that's all i got <laughs> my mouth guitar um well done babe yeah thank you uh i might win an award for that um, but yeah, so be yourself, like be, you're never going to make a good someone else. Mm, and yeah, I honestly, I just saw something the other day and I was like, man, that person's so good at that. And then I was like, Aaron, that's not you. Yeah. That's not who you are. So why are you even just appreciate right. what that person can do and just appreciate what you can do? Cause yeah, it's good. like, just be, be yourself. Be an awesome you. Be an, yeah. Be an awesome you. All right, question two. What's the most important value you would teach a young person? So for me, again, I think talking to a young person, uh, one of the things that, that's taken me years to learn that I would, would want someone to hear is that, you know, you can trust the Lord. Mm-hmm. You can trust the Lord because so often uh, we're just all up in arms when things don't go according to our little plan. You know, we all like to have a, a plan in place and we like to present our plan to the Lord and say, mm-hmm. okay, God, I just need you to do it just this way. And then this timing and this order. And then, then all of a sudden it doesn't happen like that. Yeah. And it's easy to just flip out and think, oh no, does, is God hearing me? Does God care? And what I've learned looking back after a few years is saying, you know what, all along, even the things that didn't make sense, God used them. Mm-hmm. They were a blessing. Mm-hmm. He was with me through anything I've ever gone through and is still with me through things I'm going through. And you can trust him, you know, and I think of Proverbs uh, chapter three, verse five and six, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart Mm -hmm. and lean not on your own understanding like that right there. That's just that's come so natural to just come up with all these imaginations in our mind why things are happening. And we can go Mm -hmm. into some dark places and Mm -hmm. some weird things that God isn't even doing. But it goes on to say, um, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. I mean, just keep looking to him and trusting him. And he will, it will work out in the way God wants to do it. And, and there will come a point where we look back and say, wow, God, why didn't I trust you in this? 
you know? So I would, I would have to say that's a big one for me is, hey, you can trust him. Yeah, you can trust him and don't worry. <laughs> hmm. Because I think that goes hand in hand. Yeah, it it does. I I think it goes hand in hand. Like I just see so many young people, old people too, um, that are just worried. Mm. They're they're. If you say, "Hey, what's going on?" Well, I don't know what job is going to come down the line. Oh, I've just graduated, and I don't know where I'm going to go to college. And I'm worried about finances, and I'm worried about where I'm going to live. And I there's all this worry and. It's, you know, the Bible has like a whole section in uh, Matthew, like says at the top of it, don't worry. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I want to read verse uh, 34, Matthew 6, verse 34. Um, You've probably heard it. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Hmm. Like if we would just kind of look at today. What what is going to come down the line today? Because every day brings challenges. Yes. Every day has something in it that we have to deal with. I mean, I don't think I've ever had a day where it's just been easy peasy, breezy. Yeah. yeah. No, there's. You know, like oh, I just literally had nothing to deal with today. I can't remember the last time <laughs> I had a day like that. Really, no. I just that that's so far in our past if there ever was a day like that i don't think so i don't think anybody ever unless you like stay in your bed and you're like watch netflix all day and eat popcorn maybe i should try that and even then you have to worry about choking on the popcorn (laughs) and then i mean i hope i make it through this bag oh my god that's probably not gonna happen i don't think that's gonna happen (laughs) um but yeah so i would i just encourage young people don't worry Mm. it's God, like you know don't worry and trust god those yeah. are i think Amen. are great great things to uh tell those younger younger people um so question three what is a piece of advice that had significant impact on you well what comes to my mind and you kind of spoke to it a few minutes ago or you talked about me practicing the guitar for hours and all that um obviously guitar is a a great passion in my life. If you know, if you were to ask me, what is one of the biggest outlets in your life? Uh, you know, just to de-stress and just to check out for a while and have fun. It's it's playing my guitar. I love it for that. I also love it for worship. I just love to play the guitar. But there was a time in my life, and again, I had mentioned the church that I met Aaron at, and and uh, where we were uh, attending when we got married. When I started attending that church, I was a pretty new Christian, and um, I was told by the leadership that uh, there's just no room for the kind of guitar playing that I did in in the church world, in the body mm-hmm. of Christ. You know, I liked, you know, I liked rocking music with guitar solos and, you know, um, and so they said, you know, you're, you're going to want to sell your electric guitars, you know, just get a nice acoustic and, and uh, you know, just play like a Christian's strum. supposed to play. Yeah, so, so you know what? I, I'm, I was new in the Lord. I want to be a good Christian. I sold everything. I sold all my electric guitars. I bought a nice acoustic, and I have nothing against acoustic guitars. I have a very nice acoustic as well that my wife got me. But um, uh, that that was something I laid down, and so I just kind of, I didn't, I held back on how I played. I didn't play with all my heart. I played, you know, simple chords, and I wanted to be this good Christian. And a, and a man by the name of Christopher Hopper, who I ended up doing a CD with years later uh, back then, he said to me, he said, bro, why are you holding back, man? God's mm-hmm. given you this gift. You know how many people would be blessed by the way you play guitar mm-hmm. and you're just putting it on the shelf? He said, man, 
play that thing and play it with all your heart. And I'll tell you, it was just very freeing for me. Like, wow, you can be a Christian and love Jesus with all your heart and play, you know, the way I like to play guitar, you know, with more of a rock style to it. And, and uh, boy, that was just liberating. And I went out and got electric guitars and kind of made up for lost time. But I, uh, and now I'm just a rock star wannabe at church, but uh, without the hair. <laughs> but I, I tell you, I just, uh, it was just freeing for me, you know, get, kind of gave me a whole new picture of the Lord that he's not just this, you, you know, here's all the things you can't do yeah. as a Christian. Right? I was just like, man, I can use that, Paul. I can, I can use that for the kingdom. So that really made an impact on me. It yeah, really, it really, that really did. did. I remember that because you were away with him yeah. um, at a youth at a camp. camp or something like that. And you came back and you were like, I'm just going to play Yeah, and I'm just going to give it. And I saw that shift in you where the joy, Mm. there was joy in your playing. And I think that you kind of lost that for a while. I did. And so that was, or whenever you would play like that, you'd feel really guilty and like repent. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I was a closet jammer. Anybody looking? Aaron did earlier. You know, just do do some licks and then I'd be like, So you learned from me that you learned. I did just now. Yeah. How to play mouth guitar. Yeah, no. Um, I think for me, I mean, I, I definitely can look at different times in my life where people, first of all, I want to say that people were maybe obedient because I think like sometimes we can feel something really strong that maybe we should say to somebody or feel in our heart when they're like asking for our advice or whatever. And we could feel like, oh, maybe I'll just hold that back. Mm. And I am thankful that people in those moments stepped out and like really spoke into my life because it shifted, you know, advice can shift your perspective. It can shift how you're looking at something or say, okay, I have never considered this or, you know, and for me, um, was actually a good friend of Paul's at the time. Uh, and he was, we were teaching together and I was interested in Paul and, one thing that bothered me is that I had not been in relationships prior or been physical with anybody, but Paul had. And I was like, well, hey, I saved myself and he hasn't. You know, I should get back what I, I did. And so I was just kind of talking to his friend, and who's also my friend. And he said, you know, I understand where you're coming from, Aaron, but I just want to ask you, would you want to miss out on a great guy because you're holding his past against him when Jesus is not holding his past against him. Like he's been forgiven for that. He's living for the Lord now. And you could totally miss out on this great guy. And when he said, as soon as he said it, it was so convicting to my heart. Like I was holding his past against him when he hadn't even, it wasn't against me at all. And the one that it was against had already forgiven you for that. Mm. And it literally changed my perspective and I felt the freedom to be like, okay, like, I, I, I think like, what if I had not? <laughs> Thanks, Eric. I owe you, buddy. <laughs> Checks in the mail. <laughs> For I just bringing that the... perspective. Yeah. Well, praise and God. And so it's, it's really important to understand that when someone comes to you for advice or whatever, like mm. you could really change and also if you're receiving advice from someone because we've also received bad advice from yes, people we have and you kind of just gotta take it sometimes and tuck it in your heart and say okay lord what do i need to do with this that's a totally different well real quick on that note and we won't stay there because i know that's getting a rabbit trail but yes. it, but i think it brings up a good point 
just because somebody comes to you and says, I think the Lord is telling me to tell you this, uh-huh. uh, doesn't mean you have to receive it as a word from the Lord. People get that wrong a lot. So if it's not something that you feel the Holy Spirit is already speaking to you or confirming something that yeah. God's been trying to tell you, then feel free to dismiss it if you don't feel it's from God because yeah. a lot of people like to play that card. Yeah. Side note. Side note. <laughs> <laughs> Very All right, question four. Um, what is part of your daily routine that you look forward to every day? Coffee. coffee. <laughs> oh, man, I love my coffee. Yes. I actually, so Paul was drinking tea for a little while. Sometimes he drinks tea. And I'm just, can I just be honest with you? Be honest. I feel like you're like stepping out on me or something. Well, like, I, I, I try, like I go through these health kicks, you know, you know, and I, I thought, well, the green tea is so healthy and maybe I should switch. Uh, and then I just I always come back though, because my heart's with coffee Yeah, and, and you. Oh. Yeah. And the combination, especially you and coffee. <laughs> but yeah. I always do. I feel like, man. He's just... He's abandoning me. He's abandoned me. I do. I felt abandoned because you drink co- you drink tea for a while. That didn't like, last real long. Yeah, but I was like, I don't know. What is this marriage? What is this even? What is what <laughs> has this marriage been built on? This thing's a sham all <laughs> this year. Well, to make up for it, you should be really happy. Not only did I have coffee for breakfast, I just had a cup before this podcast. He did. <clears throat> so, <laughs> you never know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Caffeine's racing through me. Because when he gets a little too much caffeine, people. Like every Sunday? Like every anyway. Sunday, yeah. Yeah, he goes wild. Um, <laughs> and, and reading our word, though, right? You know, yeah, reading our... We love reading our word. Reading and, our word is... Yeah, I definitely feel like something's missing when yeah. I haven't done that. You know, for me, as much as reading my word is vital, and it is, and I love to do it, uh, and I, I do it daily, even... I don't, I don't want to say even more so, because I don't want to compare, but... I love going from the Word and then spending time just talking to the Lord. Mm. I just love my prayer time. Mm-hmm. I would, I, I need that. You know, I just need that connection with the Lord. Usually praying about what I just read, and then how it applies in my life, and uh, and thanking the Lord for what I just read. And so, yeah, to me, that's it's not official. Like I, I, I need that prayer time after mm-hmm. I read. Yeah. But all that has coffee in the background. <laughs> The Lord's coffee. like, calm down, Paul. Have less caffeine. Talk a little slower. Coffee, coffee is <laughs> ties it all together. Yeah, really. What, what glue that it is. So here's kind of a random question. It's kind of a silly question, but um, question five: What's your most useless talent? Oh boy. <laughs> so I know my wife's gonna make me do this right here on national live global TV slash radio. Well, there's no TV. It's not podcast. There's a TV in the room podcast. though. So. Okay, I, I'm going to try to describe this the best I can for those listening. I do. I, I learned how to do this in high school, and I'm sure other people can do it. But uh, I, I do this finger slapping thing where if you take your thumb, the tip of your thumb, and the tip of your middle finger, and you touch them together, and then you take your first finger, your index finger, and just kind of like slap your wrist, uh, like, and the finger slaps against your middle finger. So at first, the index finger <laughs> slaps against the middle finger, and People it just like, it makes this unique sound, and it's about. just like yeah, you know. Some of you may know it was big in the eighties. Anyway, so that's so you're gonna that's, do it, so you can hear the sound. I guess I'm probably not gonna be able to do it now with the pressure. Now there. you're gonna be like, here we go. Like no, it takes right. a, it takes a few flips of the wrist till you can finally well, start to hear it. Well, they can't see it, so. Oh, there we go. You can only see how crazy that looks. <laughs> so there it is. I hope that really, like if you receive nothing else today. I feel like that's for somebody out there, like, or yeah. not. 
Anyway. Or not. Or not. Yeah. Now everyone's going to be like, so he said, put your finger. Someone's going to try that. Please do. You probably do it better than me. I mean, I'm, not, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's many who can do it. Do it and tag us so we can see it. Yes. Um, okay. My one uh, probably totally use. It has no use. But uh, so a friend of mine one time, we had these cherries. And you know the stem of the cherry? She was like, I can tie this in a knot in my mouth without using my fingers. And I was like, I was impressed. That I was impressed is, by that, this talent that she had. That is impressive, And I so I was like, as many of you know, I'm competitive. I had to take the challenge on because... So there's like eight of us women with cherry stems in our mouth trying to tie them. I, I hear it's like a bar thing, like people do it at the bar. I don't go to the bar, but apparently that's what happens. But guess who was one of the people who could do it out of the eight or ten women that were there? Moi. She's very talented, I my can wife. do it. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. So that, that, has, that is impressive. That's more impressive than my It's like my, a party trick my finger where people are like, ooh, yeah. wow. And then it's funny to watch people try it. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you don't go to the bar and do it. That's, that's <laughs> encouraging. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, ask somebody that. What's your most useless talent? You might find some interesting things about I bet, people. I bet, I bet you would. Probably. Um, question six. Are you an optimist, a pessimist, or a realist? Hmm. Well, I think for me, I think you would agree. I'm pretty much an optimist. Yes. I, uh, I, I tend to see the cup half full, if not overflowing. I, I think life's a blessing. And I tend to, maybe even to a fault, I just see... <laughs> The good in things, you know what I mean? Life's too short. I mean, he wants to point out all the things that even... I could be probably more of a realist, though. I just... I, I don't know. That's just how I'm wired. Like, my wife and I... Can I pick on you for a second? Sure. Because she's more of a realist, you know? She's definitely not a pessimist, but she's more of a realist. And we'll we'll both walk into the backyard, and we have a lot of landscaping going on. And I'll be like, wow, look at our beautiful yard. Isn't this great? And Aaron will be like, uh, that needs to be trimmed over there. Have you weed whacked lately? You know what I mean? It's like... Well, I know, honey, but isn't it great? <laughs> Sometimes she'll be looking at my, she'll be looking at me in my eyes, and you know, I'm thinking, oh, we're about to have a romantic moment. Look how she's staring at me, and I, I look in her eyes, and she all of a sudden says those magic words: "You need to pluck this, or you need." To, there's a hair right there, like, oh, oh, I, I was reading the moment a little wrong. <laughs> I'm optimistic. Anyway, definitely, yeah, what do you it's think? definitely, an, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it is funny because I'll be looking at him. He'll be like, now you're kind of like, what's wrong? I'm just what waiting for What do I need to pluck? Yeah, where's, where, where's the is... hair? Where's the hair sticking out? Not, we know it's not my head, but... <laughs> There's hair other places <laughs> on that face. There is. It just no, is what it is. I, de- I, I think I'm definitely a realist. I. We balance each other Yeah, out, we, sure. do. we do. We do. You bring me up to the optimist. I bring you to the realist. You bring me down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm teasing. That's terrible. I don't mean it like that. I mean you bring me into real life. Oh I my mean, gosh. I, be, Who invited you on gotta, this podcast? It's gotta, that was my last time. Three strikes are out. <laughs> no, we got We balance each other out, I think. Yeah, I think we do. Question seven. Who in your life do you wish you had met sooner? I'm going to answer this one first. Go for it. Um... It's actually interesting because uh, many of you who have been on this podcast journey with me know that um, I didn't know my dad growing up and um, did meet him later. But my mom was a single mom until we were gone and married and she met this great guy named Will. Um, They both had a love for the country of Malawi and Africa and kind of connected with that and 
you know, we would tease her and say, you like him. And she'd say, no, I, he's a friend. He's a friend. Well, they ended up getting married and um, he became part of our life. So the first time we met him, he, we had two little girls um, at that time and he just walked in and just had so much love mm. and so much care yeah, he's great. and just like this um, personality that you're just drawn to. He's, he loves people. He um, loves them so much that you walk through Walmart and you're going to be there for three hours because yeah. Will's going to stop every person he sees and he's going to be praying for them. If you're walking with a limp, you're getting prayed for, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I, I texted Paul one time. I'm like, we're never going to get out of here um, because, but that's just his personality. Uh, he just loves people. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and my sister and I fell in love with him. And I remember saying to him, Will, I wish hmm. that you would have been in our life so much sooner. Yes. I just thought, oh. man, it, hmm. the kind of stepdad that he would have been. Sure. And, um, but was interesting you know god obviously has a plan for everything yes and what's interesting was his reply was you know aaron you wouldn't want who i was wow when you would have you know mm. if you would have met me back then because i mm. i'm not the same man that i am today wow. and that was that was interesting for sure but he definitely is someone that i wish wow. you know could have been in our life much longer you know yes. so much sooner Amen. Uh, because he, he of the is impact awesome. he's, he is an awesome man. He's had. Yeah. And you know, too, I'm just going to put this out there before you share your thing. Um, I recently had just this thought. There was these people that I grew up with, and um, it was my best friend at the time's parents. And I the other day, I just started to think of like how much love they gave to me when I was a kid how their home was always open. My mom was a single mom working a lot, so I would go over their house all the time, eat their food. Um, but they put together this program for our church called Calvary Crusaders. Um, and thinking now as an adult, like how much work went into that and everything and how much they invest in our lives. And I was like, I don't think I've ever said thank you mm. to them. So the other day, I actually wrote them a long um, message on Facebook wow. and just private message them and was just like, I just want you to know, like, my childhood, the good memories in my childhood, most of them are from you guys. Like, you wow. really cultivated a lot of fun and laughter. I felt safe in your home. Like, all of these things. And so, there yeah. are people, I don't know, if think back on your life. And, and I thought, and I said to them, I don't know if I've ever said thank you to you for... Yeah making such a significant um, deposit in my life because it, yeah. it was pretty significant when I look That's awesome. Look back on it. That's awesome so, you reached out to them. That probably blessed them big time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, just a thought. Yeah. It just kind of came I to like me right that. now. Just, you know, take the time to let someone know because sometimes you don't know if people are battling, do I make a difference? Do you, you know, that, I don't know. That's usually the ultimate payoff for people, even in a work environment, even more than a raise and all that other stuff. People know that they're doing a good job, making a difference, making an impact. And, and if somebody's blessed you, like you said, that, that means the world to hear, hey, yeah. you've blessed me. You made impact in my life. To me, that's one of the greatest things you can ever hear. Yes, absolutely. Definitely worth more than money. That's for sure. For sure. So for who, who would you? So for me, it's a little different. I would say, you, you know. You wish you would have met me sooner. 
I, I wish I would have met you. And I was, no, because you, you we were like five me. years. <laughs> True. Yeah, that would have been awkward. We're, we're five years different. Yeah, I don't think you. Uh, I would have been uh, arrested. I think if I would have noticed you any younger. But um, no, I think for me, uh, you know, as you and I both know, we've said it a lot. Over these last ten years have been the most rewarding ten years of our lives since we've planted Hope Church and. Um, the people we have met and get to do life with, you know, we're, we're, we're pastoring somewhere between three, 350 people. And, uh, you know, and, and I have to be honest, the people I get to pastor are some of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. And they charge my batteries so much. I know every pastor's story is different. And I, and I hear a lot of pastors who are always seem like they're in battle with their church or always struggling or there's this or that. And, uh, man, I just feel like I've got the most encouraging and, and great people to be around. They love the Lord, and mm-hmm. they treat my wife and I and our family really good, and uh, they've just they've just charged my batteries so much. So getting to do life with all these people uh, that are genuinely just, just there to bless you and, and have your back and want to do life with you, uh, it's been so rewarding yeah. that I think, man, I wish I would have had these people in my life for years and years. You know, I, I had a pastor buddy years ago who would say to me, you know, I... Uh, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to get close with the people in my church because I want them just to see me as pastor and, you know, not friend because I want to have this boundary. And I'm thinking, I don't want a pastor like that. That yeah. sounds too hard. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be real with the people I pastor and you know, just be who I am. You know, no, no mask. Just be real and, uh, you know, if, if they're not happy with that, they can always find another church. True. But <laughs> you know, it's too hard to be somebody you're not. And uh, I'm just great friends with so many people in my church in our church, and so. Uh, I would have to say, man, I wish I've known these people longer than just 10 years because most of them, 95% of them, we didn't know true. before 10 yeah, years ago. That's so that's true, which is weird when you look back. It is I weird because like we're so close with them. Yeah, yeah. which has been a, a really big blessing. For sure. Um, I think this, one, this question is important too. Um, who else do you count on as a source of support? Hmm. Because I think... Um, it's important to have, like in a marriage, obviously your spouse should be your, right. you know, God, your spouse. But then I think it's it's so important to have, you know, some people have lots of friends. Like they're that kind of person. They can have multiple friends. And some people have like one good friend or two good friends. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for, which, you know, kind of, I feel like uh, Jesus modeled for us, he had his disciples, mm-hmm. you know, he had his 12. Yep. But then he, you know, like when he went to go pray in the garden, he took um, Peter, James, and John with him, right. like just three. His inner circle. Yeah. And I think that's really important because life hmm. will deal some really interesting things mm. your way. Absolutely. And it's not stuff that you're going to go tell everybody. Nor should you. Nor should you. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you... We all need support yeah. doing life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's Amen. It's important. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh I mean, I think for me like I confide everything in you, but beyond you, uh I have so many great friends at the church and just in life, but then I also have I think of my buddy John, you know, I've got a buddy that uh, since high school, I've been friends with. We got saved mm. around the same time, and and he's like the brother I never had. And it's uh, it's awesome to be able to have somebody that you can just. And there's nothing I could say to that guy that would make <laughs> him run away, you know. And we have this running joke because sometimes I'll confide something in him, 
uh, or he'll do the same thing with me and we'll say, all right, now we can't share that at each other's funeral, you know, <laughs> that goes to the grave. You, you can't ever share that, you know, because we really just can't, you, can't write a memoir about no, me. No, no, you gotta, <laughs> but you got to have friends like, like my wife has a plaque in her, in our house uh, that one of her friends gave her that said, we'll always be best friends because you know too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's something to that. You got to have those comrades. We know way, uh, yeah, way too much. Yep. We're going to wrap it up with one last question. And I think this is a very uh, thought-provoking question and one that we've asked ourselves, hmm. you know, and, and we talked about we talked about all of these for a while as we were going through them. But um, last question, are you truly happy? Hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. And your answer is, <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> so, yeah, it's either yes or no. No, no, I, I have to say uh, I, I feel very happy. I feel very happy in this stage of my life. Uh, but what I've learned, as I'm sure you have too, over the years, I, I've learned that happiness is something you choose. Mm. It's it's if, if I left happiness up to the circumstances of the yeah. day, then I'd be a miserable guy. Because I'll be honest, with you, there's a lot of things that that are hard in life. Yeah. I don't I don't know if you've noticed. This is a shocker to some of you. <laughs> life can be really hard. Yeah. Even when you're doing everything right, and yeah. you, you know, or as far as you think you're doing everything right, but uh, life can be super hard. And I realize happiness is a choice. And having the Lord to do life with, having the Holy Spirit to fellowship with and to be able to, to talk to the Lord all day long and, and to give him your burdens and all that, you know, I, I've realized, man, I can be happy. I mean, I'm, I'm nowhere near where Paul the Apostle was. He said he learned the secret of contentment, whether he has much or whether he has little, you know, he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. Uh, I'm on that journey, mm. but I'm learning more and more that happiness is not something left to whatever's going to hit me. Because mm. if that's the case... I'll just always be an unhappy guy. Yeah, you'll always be unhappy. I'll wrap up with this. Um, Paul and I do a lot of funerals. And I think whenever we do them, you know, I love how Paul does funerals, actually, because he'll really take with that person, you know, what was the overall theme of that person's life and just be like, okay, what can we learn from this person's life? And um, one of the things that, we've asked each other like what if tomorrow what if tomorrow was our last day because hmm. it could be i mean I, I think we don't think that way like oh i'm gonna live till i'm however old but you know life doesn't always afford us a long life nope. but it's not really about a long life it's about what impact have we made yes. and i think we've asked that to each other like what if tomorrow was our day would we have any regrets hmm. would we you know and I think, you know, looking at our life, we're like, you know, as long as you're like pursuing the things that God has implanted in your heart and in your soul and you go after those things, yeah, life isn't going to be perfect. But as long as you're doing that, you're going to feel really fulfilled. Mm, amen. And so I would challenge that you to ask yourself that question. You know, you don't need someone else to ask it, but are you happy? And if the answer is no, what do you need to adjust? What mm. do you need to change? What are, maybe it's something you need to change that you're doing, or maybe it's a mind change. Maybe you need to change how you're thinking about your life and your perspective and, you know, not be that half glass full person, but yes. be like, okay, I'm going to start to be the, the glasses full and, and overflowing. Amen. It's good. So anyways, we just thought it would be fun to have conversation. Yeah. And we're just going to encourage you to go have conversation with someone face to face. 
and we're going to do a few more of these on different topics. Hopefully you enjoyed this and I want to thank Mama Ann. Thanks for having me back, baby. <laughs> I got to at I least think... have him back four more times. I can't believe it, man. <laughs> four more subjects. This is, uh, I'm really committed now. I appreciate you all listening too. Thanks for letting me, uh, you know, just uh, crash your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go have a conversation.